Sports Podcast. I said, Welcome to, welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast with Andy Ruther and Joe Prano. Welcome to, welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. Welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. I am your host, Andy Ruther. Coming to you live today from the Smut Studio in Venice Beach, California, with my co-host on my far left, Joey No Chill Prano. Hello, Andy. How you doing today, buddy? I'm great. How are you? I'm good. I am back. Oh yeah, welcome back. Welcome back from, from two weeks, from Cincinnati, Ohio. Two weeks in Ohio. I made it, but I don't want to talk about that. You were missed, Andy. I just want to say you were missed. We all missed you. I missed you. The dirt balls missed you. I missed you because I don't like doing all this shit, man. I just like to show up, sit down, and uh, and talk sports. I don't need SD cards and yeah. uploading and booking guests. And yeah. You're back to do that. And look, you booked us a fantastic guest. I'm very excited. This has been months in the making. The legendary founder, creator, owner, the guy who's got so many, just such a great title of Black Sports Online, Robert Littell. You know something? What's up? You know, I remember when I, I, I saw you guys for the first time. Okay. Uh, it was it was late night. It was it was <laughs> it was like one a.m. And you guys were like, I was like, there's like, hey, these guys uh, did a whole uh, YouTube show about you. I'm like, really? I'm so flattered. And then I listened to the show. I was like, hmm, should I be flattered or offended, you know, by this? It's like, what's what's really going on here? And I, you know, I was like, yeah, it kind of uh, was bordering the, the line there. But I was like, you know something? They, they're good guys. And he reached out to yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, you know something? You know, this is, uh, you know, flattery that I can give them some enjoyment and give them some content for the show. So I'm glad you guys had me. I appreciate it. I mean, it. obviously, yeah. we've, we've uh, as many people have, found you through, you know, social media, your tweets. You're, you're the first person to break a lot of stories. And... When I first came across it, I was just like, this is a wild website. And then and then when Andy and I were talking about it, I mean, you know, if you're going to be offended by anybody, be offended by me because this guy, two days in, he's like, Black Sports Online is my favorite thing. I wake up in the morning, I read it. I go to bed at night, I read it. This, You're now like his number one news source. Well, I appreciate that. That's the, the goal sometimes is I think when you watch news, especially in these times. Do, do me a favor. Put the mic yes. up. Yeah, a little closer. Everything is so serious. Yeah. Everything is so, you know, it's a serious thing. Got countries in a serious situation and everything. So I try to bring sometimes some levity uh, to it. And if I can entertain people like that, that's that's good. That's what I like to hear. Well, I, I just like the fact that your site, like you don't pull any, you're not trying to hide. You're just like, this is the fucking news. We're going to cover everything and and your headlines i mean is there a site that has better headlines than black sports online there's there's none I don't think so. I mean, a, a lot of people think that the uh, website Bossup has uh, very good Bossup uh, has, has good <laughs> headlines, but they're different. You yeah. know, it, it, you know, one of the things about uh, my headlines, one of the things that I do is that I don't try to. I don't name call anybody. Yeah. I don't, you know, I don't try to be intentionally funny. It's not even about, you know, being funny. It's yeah. about 
parsing the information from the story. The story itself, and that's what I one of the things I learned in school. Schools is still important, people. Is that <laughs> is that you know the story is is what should be driving thing, not me. So it's not about you know what Rob said. You're not, you're not the New York Post, yeah, yeah. where it's like some catchy, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, clickbait no. headline. No, it's it's this is actually happening in the story, and I think one of the differences is they teach you, you know, when you do headlines to just you know be very generic and yeah. you know very boring. But sometimes there's some really great things in in these stories, and I like to put the most explosive things, you know, <laughs> written out. And it's not a traditional headline. Your headline doesn't supposed to go these long sentences uh, and that, things like it's that. It's your signature. It's yeah. your signature now. Yeah, but that's one of the good things about being independent. You know, it's not like I have to go through five editors to be like, can I get this headline? Do, do you have editors? Let's just be honest. Or do you yeah. just put the whole story in the headline? No, there's a method, you know, to it. It's like we're looking over things. It's not just let's just put the whole story in because if you notice, each headline, no matter how long it is, there's always a little something left on the hook, a little yeah. bait that if you you want to know the end game to everything, you have to go and click on it. Now, I have a question for you because when you first got here, we were talking. You said you started this uh, site 13 years oh. ago. And now, like we said, I mean, we have a whole game around it. There's, oh. there's definitely a signature look and a signature read to your headline. Do you remember the first one that you wrote that really – Gain some traction, you're like, this is the method that I'm going to use from here on out. Well, the method itself has always been a part of BSO. I remember when I first started, it was an editorial site. So what we would do is we write these long editorial stories about sports and everything. And I remember I was having a hard time getting uh, traction, you know, for that. And this is long. We're talking about the Yahoo, the GeoCity, you yeah. know, days of things. But then I remember I did a post once about the 25 – um, most beautiful wags of the NBA. Yeah. You know, something like that. And I, I'll be perfectly honest with you. I stole the, the concept, I think, from like Bleacher Report or whatever those, you know, when they were just doing slideshows yeah. and things because like, huh, that works for them. Let me try something like that. Yeah. But you know, my way. And I noticed how much uh, traction that got over me saying, hey, this is why Kobe Bryant's the GOAT or whatever it sure. you know, may be. So what happened is as we progressed through the time, you know, before, you know, blogs and, 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 and social media used to be just the blogs. You know, we used to be the ones that were on there to get the, the news fast. So if you wanted to get the news fast, you, if you were on Twitter or, or Facebook or whatever, you would go to the blogs because we would get our stuff up before you saw it on SportsCenter or ESPN. But then the mainstream media got hipped to that. So what did they do? They started flooding social media with their stories. That's why you'll see... Woj or Adam Schefter put the information out before it hits ESPN.com or it hits, you know, SportsCenter because they wanted they were taken away from what the blogs was doing. So I had to find a way that if we're all doing the same story, you know, if if Magic Johnson, you know, quits, everybody's doing that story in real time. Did Magic Johnson quit? Yeah, you know. Oh, yeah. So how do I, as someone that, you know, doesn't have a million followers, yeah. you know, doesn't is not a mainstreaming, how do I get someone to read my site over SI or ESPN or NBA TV or whatever? And that's when we came up with the concept, well, let's not just do the story, Magic Johnson quits the Lakers. Let's do the story, you know, here are, you know, 10, you know, memes from Magic Johnson, sure. Twitter It's just that small Twitter reacts. Yeah, that, that Twitter reacts. You love the Twitter reacts. reacts. Just that small <laughs> change in it, you know, is is what really kind of changed things. But it's for smart because someone like me, I love seeing the reactions. Mm -hmm. So, like, I love 
whether it's a sports story or we were talking Game of Thrones before we went live, part of what I love about Game of Thrones is seeing what the hell Twitter's saying. You know what I'm saying? So like we we live in this age and Joe and I are both, we're big fans. We love black Twitter. Like we think black Twitter should be the official Twitter. (laughs) I think black Twitter is the official Twitter now, but. Right, Like, like, like because I love just seeing how hyped up everybody gets. I just said today, I just wrote a tweet and I, I replied to Andy and I said, definitely the best response you can ever get on Twitter is the skull emojis. That's like, mm. if you get a skull emoji, it's like, I'm dead from yeah, this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. And that, that's definitely black Twitter. The black Twitter started that. That's what I'm saying. So, like, the same way with me. Like, Game of Thrones, it's like, I look at, it's funny to me. Like, I'll look at, like, what I deem white people reactions on Game of Thrones. Mm. And then black Twitter is just, like, memes and gifts that are making me laugh. White Twitter's like, well... Arya's character arc isn't justified, and I'm like, shut the fuck up! Like we're just watching a show. Do you know right. what I'm saying? But but I, now what I've noticed too is the is sort of, and we were talking about it again before the show. The crossover. There was time where you know Tristan Thompson's baby with the Kardashians is not something that would ever make it on Sports Center. They're never going to talk about it. this is his personal life. But now it's to the point, especially in the sort of the social media age with athletes. Where, where people are actually questioning, how is this affecting the NBA Finals? Right. And that's where you guys come in, is you, you, you're you always breaking that kind of story first, and now SportsCenter's got to credit BSO in their in their footer about major news. Well, the thing, just just kind of going back to your point, is right now we're in a, in, a, in a time where if you go viral, if it's a viral story, if it's a viral tweet, Instagram post, Snapchat, or whatever. That's what's drawing the viewer. That's what's drawing the reader. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, the YouTube follower or whatever. So the thing about media and mainstream media is really no different in society. You know, the bigger someone is, normally they get their ideas from someone smaller. And they just had a bigger, <laughs> you know, outlet yeah. to do it. So I, I think, you know, it's not even so much, you know, black Twitter, white Twitter, uh, NBA Twitter, NBA media. I think it's more that, you know, when people see what works yeah. from on a lower scale, like how is, you know, and not to say any names, but let me just say this. How is BSO driving more traffic than X site that is pushed that has a five million dollar payroll? And advertising on all this stuff. How is this one person driving more traffic and we're paying all of these people, you know, to do this? And what they do is they, they just start, you know, start checking off the little box. That's why, and it's not a knock on Stephen A. Smith, who's always kind of be, been like that, but that's why he's in a dark room screaming about the Knicks. It's not because he really feels that way. And he may feel that way on some level, but he knows it's going to go viral because why not just turn on the light? Like, if I wanted to be upset that oh, the Knicks didn't get the number one pick, I could sit there, turn on the light, yeah. say it in a very calm voice, explain to you, you know, why I'm upset about it. But nobody would care about that. Yeah. If you're in a dark well, room. Well, the deal is, Robert, yeah, yeah. I have a light sensitivity. <laughs> right. So if you're in a dark room and you're screaming and yelling, and then at the end of it you say, you're not going to want to miss first take tomorrow. Yeah. It's promotion. Sure. Everything's the WWE now, really. Well, <laughs> see, I'm glad that you said that because we talk about that all the time on our show is that – You know, Joe does impersonations. That's about the extent of us in the WWE world because we always say, we're just being ourselves. You know, Mm -hmm. we're going to have real takes. And that's what actually I don't like about those shows Mm -hmm. is that I could turn on First Take or any of those shows. I don't know what their real opinions are. Do you know what I'm Mm -hmm. saying? Like, Mm -hmm. I have no clue 
what Skip Bayless really thinks. Yes. No right. clue at all. Whereas it, I always say to people, if you want real takes, watch us because I'm going to give my opinion. Am I wrong? Yeah, I'm wrong all the fucking time. In fact, the Andy Ruther curse is basically, <laughs> is basically undefeated uh, at this point. Uh, rest in peace, Steve Harvey's talk show, because <laughs> because that was another one that I just ruined after going on that. Now it's been canceled. But my was it? Yeah. yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah. The, you this, didn't see this? No. This is the most. Yeah. This I've is been the cursing biggest Andy Ruther curse in history. Yeah. I go on a show. He's canceled a month later. So yeah, I, I, everything's getting canceled, and, and teams are losing because of me. But. Back to my point is that I feel now I'm sort of worried about the, the BSO's website. Like if, if traffic's going to go down just for sitting next to Ruther, I, stressing I me like, out now. I, <laughs> I feel like your headlines are unbreakable though. <laughs> no man, nobody nobody can beat your headlines. Well, let's let's get into some sports and then later we'll, we'll play our fun. Before black we sports do that, I want to know. Are, did you win a Super Bowl? No, this is an Ohio State uh, replica championship oh, nice. uh, ring from when they beat the uh, Oregon Ducks for the first. Uh, are you so? Are you like diehard Ohio State? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a, I'm a buck out through it through, which is funny because, um, like I was telling you, it wasn't like I was just dying to go to you know Ohio State. It's just, but once you get there, you know, it's kind of it's, it's like a second home, second family. Yeah, yeah, to yeah. Me. And it's funny because I was always a big uh, Fab Five guy. You know, Chris Webber, Jay sure. Rose. So when I got there, I was rocking uh, uh, Chris Webber Michigan jerseys, and I found out real quickly uh, <laughs> that's that's probably not the no. That's not that's not a good thing that's to not be walking. Move on that, that's not the move on campus to make. <laughs> no, not at all. Sorry, I I had I, I, I had a brain uh, yeah brain freeze. I had a brain yeah, yeah. I, I had yeah, that brain at times. <laughs> and you also said you're from St. Louis. Yes. Like, so, uh, where did where do your sports teams like run down? Are you a St. Louis guy? Are you all like no? I ne- here's the thing. I never like I had teams when I was a teenager. Yeah. Like I was big. Anything that was flamboyant. That's the team that I liked. I liked the like the '90s Cowboys, you know, with Mike Irvin, Deion Sanders, and stuff. Uh, I was an early like a Shaq, Kobe, sure. uh, Lakers, uh, you know, guy. Uh, but as I got older, and so, those so Robert players, liked all the best teams. <laughs> no, I, just, I, I just liked the, the, the flamboyant player. I was more, I was more of a player guy. Like you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. it was Deion Sanders. I sure. liked or uh, like I was big uh, Chad Ochocinco guy. Like that was my guy. Yeah. You know, To you know those you know my guys. And you know, in basketball, like I like Allen Iverson. You know, th- so I was more of a player guy yeah. than a team guy. But then I got older, and those players retired. And now these guys are younger, so I don't really have a team. And it's kind of like my thing. Like, it's my thing. Like, well, you can't really troll me because I don't have a team that, yeah. you know, you, you root for. And they're like, oh, well, we'll troll you over Ohio State, but, you know, we've lost, like, seven games in, like, seven years. So it's like, that's not going to really do anything either. What do you think about Urban Meyer? I never liked Urban Meyer. I thought, you know you know, in, in the movies, you know, you got to make a sack. Like, you, hey, uh, you didn't see Endgame. I can't tell you. But, um... You, you make sacrifices for, you know, certain things. I always felt like it was blood money to Urban Meyer to, for the championships because after the sweater vest got, you know, left, uh, Jim Trestle. Sure. Uh, there was a little brief period of time where they were not very good. And they're like, you know, we're willing to bring in Urban Meyer, you know, who housed, you know, murderers. And, uh, and But, you know, <laughs> if that meant that, you know, we would get a championship or and be in the hunt for championships. So I never was a big Urban Meyer guy. I don't think he's a great guy. But, yeah. you know, I think sometimes he wins Trump trumps all. And that's what that's what happened. No, no pun intended. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I totally feel you. So you don't have it's crazy. You being from you being from St. Mm. Louis, such diehard. I went to school there. Yeah. Such diehard 
diehard Cardinals fans yeah. there. You, you never hopped on no, that train. I was a Red Sox fan when I was uh, a kid. No yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah, I was a Red Sox fan because I didn't like the Yankees because I was like, oh man, they're just so pompous and uppity. Well, we're, so I always we're on the same page. Yeah, there. so I wanted, I always wanted the Red Sox back then to win because I felt like you know they were always the ones that were getting kicked. But then they started winning and kind of gave. Well, their got, first World Series yeah, was yeah, against the Cardinals against, that against they the won. Card. Right, I was to break cheering, the curse. Yeah, I was cheering for the uh, uh, the Red Sox, and I was a big Pedro Martinez and his curl. Uh, fan back there. I love me some Pedro Martinez. You must have loved it when he threw Don Zimmer on the ground. Oh, that was a good fight, wasn't it? Yeah, that's what you got to do. You got to throw a couple of old men on the ground to, to get your respect. Was that, that Was that post uh, BSO starting? Was that like a BSO headline back uh, in the day? No, that was that was pre Pre BSO, I wasn't quite you know there yet. Pedro, do you remember? Do you what, remember? What have been that? What would have been that headline for Pedro throwing Don Zimmer down? Yeah. Well, well, give me the uh, BSO headline for uh-huh. Pedro tossing. Uh, Don Zimmer to the ground. I believe that was the was it yeah. 2003, 2003 NLCS or ALCS? Yeah. It would be something like, uh, you know, watch Red Sox Pedro Martinez toss Don Zimmer like Braun Strowman tosses Ray Mysterio at King of the Ring. Something, <laughs> <laughs> something like that. Amazing. <laughs> do, you see, do you see how just naturally yeah. it comes out of Robert? Like, dude, you have headlines Great down to a fucking yeah. T. When you see something, yeah. are you just like, that's the headline? See, that's the thing. I, like, I always tell people, I think everybody is uh, gifted with something. Like, my stepbrother, he's like, he was, he was real good mechanic. Like, he could fix cars like at 14. Like, yeah. I think everybody's gifted with something. I think the only gift that I have, I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty much average in every single way. You know, average looking, average height. Well, not average weight anymore. I need to work on that. But, my gift was I was always good at communication. I was always good at putting my words together. I used to be a rapper um, in my younger, you know, days. And I always – I never get writer's block. Like, everything always just kind of flows out of my head. And, like, it doesn't take me time to think. Like, you could tell me that. And it just – I can visually – I can use the words in kind of a visual medium. Like, I could always paint a picture with what I was trying to say. So, when I see a story, the headline – appears it's like it just you know it's like a beautiful mind it's like very strange but it's the, it's, it's really the only you're, talent. Like, you're like the bob dylan of yeah. internet headlines like i just never like, i never had to like i don't write speeches like if i go speak i just i you, just go you let it rip i just let it rip i don't write speeches i don't prepare like i was very good at school they'd be like you know do you want to speak at an assembly i would just, no problem like yeah. i just i it never the words have never been uh, a problem sure. know, for me, and then and I don't know if that's you know my superpower, but sounds that's like the that part. sounds yeah. like your next thing stand up comedy. We got to get you yeah. out on the. I thought about it, you know, for a while, but my comedy is more like Seinfeldish. Like I just kind of tell stories. Yeah, yeah. And it just happened to be funny. <laughs> I, yeah, I don't think like if you know I can never tell jokes. Like I was, never was a joke guy. Like I I can talk, but I couldn't just tell jokes. So if you want to listen to me talk for thirty minutes, it may be funny if I start telling you some of the stories of my life. But sure. that part has always been the easiest part, you know, for me. That's now, great. But, I know Andy wants to jump into sports. Before we do, I just got to know like. Because BSO has blown up and it's such a big thing now, and you started 13 years mm. ago, there's got to be somewhere along that path where you were like, we're, we're, we just went from a blog to like yeah. something else. Do you remember the story that was like, oh, shit, this went? Absolutely. I know exactly the story. And I know exactly when it happened. Um, it was in 2009. Okay. And I was at a, a friend of mine's wedding. And I got back, you know, I think I had a, I don't know what type of phone I had, maybe a Blackberry or something back then, but I got a text uh, from someone that told me that they had a scoop that Steve McNair uh, had been shot. 
But and uh, the thing about it was, you know, he got shot by his mistress. Yeah. And no one knew that at the time. They knew that something had happened, but they didn't know the story. So at that time, it actually, in retrospect, no way in 2019 I run with that un with just one source like that yeah. and, and nothing else. No, I was too big now. If I got that wrong, I would be, you know, that's a bad thing. But in 2009, you know, it was, wasn't as much filtering. So I ran that story before official police reports, before uh-huh. anybody else. You know, Steve McNair has been shot uh, allegedly by his mistress. He's dead, da 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 I did it at my friend's wedding, you know, while we're, they were getting set up for the wedding. I always keep my laptop with me. That's why you see me with my book bag, even though, like, I always keep it. You never know what might go down. And I wrote that story, and it was it got caught up in Google because people were hearing rumors and stuff. And all, I just saw my, my little, little stat line go like this. Of this, and then I saw new like news people crediting you know me TV stations in Nashville, yeah. And then when it came back around to ESPN, first reported by Black Sports Online, Yahoo first reported, yeah, by Black Sports Online. And people, I actually went on CNN, you know, did an wow. interview, like all of this stuff. And like, you know, this is ten years ago, so I'm much younger and much more green in what I was doing. And but from that point on, it gave me a level of credibility, sure, uh, that I hadn't had. You know, before, and I'm not a I'm not a break story guy. Every once in a while, like I, I knew LeBron was going to L.A. for a while, but I don't really. Is break. Kevin Durant going to the Knicks? Um, that's yet to be determined. Okay. Um, Let me know when as soon you, as when, I know. Yeah, when you get how, to know, slide into my DMs. Yeah, yeah how, yeah, many, how many? Like, like, what is your? Take me to your source. Mm-hmm. Like, when you say I knew LeBron was going, mm-hmm. you, obviously you just shared the the Steve McNair yeah. story. Like, where are your sources? Who are your people? So, you, you is think, this just something you build up over time? Right. So here's the thing. I'll tell you a little secret. Okay, most people like you know Adrian Wojciechowski or Woj. His sources are NBA people. You know. Matt GMs, you know, executives, you know, high ranking, you know, yeah. people. You know, when you see people talk about the Lakers, you know, uh, they're talking to people within the, the the franchise, you know, high up, right? My sources are a little more ground level. You know, it's a little more like the security guard or the girl that's having to be <laughs> dating, you know, the, the such such. Or it could be the strip club, you know, the girl at the strip club. Oh, that this had is a great. Day. This so, is great. You got strip yeah. club sources. Yeah, so. Do you do, you, do those people, do you ever give them any competition? No. It, no. no, no. They, they just want, they just want yeah, the, they, they, they just you want know, to be the scoop. I, yeah, I'm not going to give away, you know, my source, but like somebody told me like a year, like more than a year ago, a couple of years ago, that LeBron was thinking about going to the Lakers. And then somebody told me last year specifically that it was a done, you know, deal. And it was someone within uh, a circle that, let's just say, I trusted. Yeah. So it's a little more, you know, it's like, you know, it's the difference between the cops and the detective, like the, the private eye. The cops, you know, their sources are snitches on the street or whatever, right? The private eye, you know, he has to get a little more deep into the mud to get the information. <laughs> yeah. I'm more of a private eye reporter than a police, you know, detective. I would, I, that's the way I would describe it. I love it. Yeah. I love that you have Amazing. strip club sources. Absolutely. That's the best time. That's the best thing. Like, like, are we talking strip club workers, strippers? A little bit of both? everything. Like, for instance, so James Harden, you know, the DJ, James Harden, you know, James the Harden is calling you yeah. up on the phone. Like, like, yeah, yeah. I got a story for you. No, it's just it's, it's just people there, you know. You act like so many years, you just kinda, yeah, you know. If James Harden, and it's not like this is a harmless one, you know. James Harden loses to the Warriors, and you know somebody tell him, hey, he's on his jet, 
you know, he's on his way to Miami. He's going to be at this club at such and such. And then, you know, I'm like, that's great. Like, it wasn't even anything for me to be like, I'm not trying to down the guy for going to a strip club sure. after losing. So I didn't care. I didn't report about it. But then you see TMZ, you know, the next day say, hey, we got video of James Harden in the club. I knew about it, you know, beforehand. But to me, at some point, you got to have like a line like, that's his man. He's not doing anything illegal. Yeah. So who cares if he flew yeah. to the, to the strip club? Blow up his spot yeah. to do it. Yeah. Now I write it after the fact, but that's how a lot of my stories are. That I know certain things that I won't report. If I did report them, I'd be way richer <laughs> because that, you're an ethical journalist. Yeah. Well, I think some things, if it's not, you know, if it's not illegal and it has nothing to do with how they're playing, it has nothing to do with the game. You know, if someone says. And I won't say the, the player name, but let's just say somebody tells me ex player is cheating. Yeah. On his his wife. Sure. Right. And you guys or the the general public thinks ex player is just the nicest guy of all time, and he's just the fa- most faithful guy of all time. I'm not gonna blow up, you know, his spot, you know, for that because that has nothing to do with if he's been nice to the media, he's been nice to other people, he's it doesn't have anything to do with what he's doing on the court. It's not for me to say, hey, oh, here's a naked picture of such and such, or here's a picture of him with such and such in the VIP. To me, that's that's over the line. So, so what do you? How do you view TMZ? Now, then? now if he's cheating with Kardashian, that's just you just gotta go with. No, it. I knew Chris and Car- I mean, I knew, <laughs> no, here's the thing. I knew, I knew Tristan uh, Thompson was cheating way before anything wow. ever came out. You knew, yeah, it was almost from day one. Sources, like, yeah, I mean, it was, it was, he was not trying to hide it very well it just but once again at that point it's hard to be a seven footer like yeah. at strip clubs but at, but at that point it was like once again <laughs> it had nothing to do you know with nothing now once it becomes public right then it's free game then yeah. i can start telling you what i maybe knew before yeah and everything so what you're gonna ask me about tmz well i'm just yeah i'm curious well, i'm curious robert how you view them because you're saying you're not gonna go that route mm-hmm. you're gonna you know keep it confidential but somebody like tmz is just like they run with everything like do you look down on how they handle it no i mean it's a to me it's a it's a personal choice i think like for me i have a line like i said if it's if it's not illegal it's not affecting anybody and you're doing it on your own time just like i wouldn't want anybody following me around yeah and you know doing you know saying everything so i try to look at it like that like now I'm a you know a public figure. If if I walked outside and somebody saw me popping a a, a woman or pushing down an old lady, then yeah, I mean, going you're gonna report about yeah. that. You know, if somebody does a video of that. But if I'm just on my own personal time doing stuff, I don't want to be bothered either. Now, sure. I don't have an issue with TMZ in the sense that at least with TMZ, it's their cameramen that are out and about, so you know that they're there. They're they're not necessarily. I thought the stuff with Tristan Thompson when they first caught him, and it wasn't TMZ that was good. It was just he got caught by the paparazzi walking into a big, you know, public hotel. Yeah, I mean that, that's that's gonna that's why I want you to date a you know a, a Kardashian. If he just dated a regular IG model, nobody would have cared how many girls he was taking to the yeah. hotel. Right. So I think there's there's levels you know to certain things, but I think TMZ also holds back on things. I think every journalist, if you're around the players, uh, you're around the business. You know a lot more than what you tell the public, yeah. and that's the reason you get you know certain things that you get from from sure. players. So I don't I don't have a problem with TMZ. They always been very nice to me, and 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 I've worked with them, uh, you know, before. But we do live in a, a society that if you're famous, uh, there's a an extra amount of attention on you. But like I said, my thing is 
It's all like the stuff with Aisha Curry, like we were talking about. Nobody would talk about Aisha Curry if Aisha Curry wasn't talking about it herself. So I always find it funny when people say, "Leave her alone." Well, she didn't have to say it. Yeah. Sure. If you don't, on a TV show. Right, right. If if you don't, we were leaving you alone. Yeah. No, no, when was the last time anybody talked about Aisha Curry in a big viral? When, when she thing? tweeted about the game they, being they, rigged. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So when people say you guys should leave Aisha Curry alone, she's could feel how she want to feel. That's that's true. She she yeah. can feel exactly. But when you said. In a, on a place that gets, you know, a Facebook TV show that gets 5 million viewers, you got to kind of expect people are going to talk about it. Yeah. So yeah. that part to me is always in when they say you just report about gossip and da 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 da. Well, it's only that when the person puts themselves in a position to be talked yeah. about. No, that makes sense. I, I, I totally get that. It, it, it's a weird time that we're in, right? Like you're yeah. saying, like everything is so blurred between private and public and mm-hmm. everyone's a star now yeah and, and that's what's wild you know the whole even the term instagram model to me yeah. is still hey i created that term by the way you created that that is a that is a, a bso original a IG bso model. original yeah yeah actually, and now there's literally hundreds of thousands of girls yeah. claiming to be something yeah. that you how did you start that I, it's weird i actually it actually is a it comes from a different term before instagram uh the girls would go on twitter and that's how they would put their pictures out and everything. Yeah. So uh, we came up with a term called twaddle, which was a Twitter model. So that was twaddle. the twaddle. Right. So <laughs> when- Is this it, pre-tot? This pre-thought, yeah. Wait, is it tot or thought? It's thought. <laughs> it's thought? You've it's been thought. doing this for years, Andy. I know. Yeah, I, you got to get that H in there. I thought. always pronounce it tot. No, it's thought. You got that H in there. It's thought. It's thought. Yeah. I did not come up with that. That's not a thought. silent H. Yeah. Yeah. It's thought. Oh. It's okay. Been okay. Thought. So it was just me who pronounced the top. We, I, yeah. I think we've corrected you on this like four or five times. I know. On I know. We show. have on the show. I know. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Anyway. So had the Twitter model. Okay. And then Instagram, you know, comes around. Yeah. And I, you know, we were doing stories, uh, you know, off social media and Instagram. And in, at one point, I needed a term to describe what I would consider someone that is, you know, getting paid or getting attention, literally off the the, the pictures, but are not actually, you know, not with an agency or they don't have magazine. Any, yeah. So we had to come up with something. So sure. we just came up with, you know, IG model. And because that was just a girl that just was taking pictures on Instagram and becoming famous off of Instagram, but didn't really have anything else, you know, going yeah. for them. And it kind of just- She's not rock, walking runways. Yeah, exactly. She's just a yeah. model yeah. on Instagram. How many fathers out there are so mad about that because the fathers with the daughters want to grow up to become an Instagram model? Do you think do, do you do you have any guilt when you sleep at night, Robert? No, I don't have any guilt. Like I've never felt because, like I said, I always have a lot. But I think I don't think that's a I don't think that's an issue. Like if you're an Instagram model and and just to say, listen, I make money off of people on Twitter, yeah, people on Facebook, off social media. Sure. So it would be hypocritical to me to to, yeah. to look down on a, a woman. For making money, you know, by doing swimsuit no, pictures. No, I agree. Hey, yeah. But you want to hear something? Yeah. I'd like to hear your guys' opinion on this. I would rather my daughter be a stripper than an Instagram model. Hmm. Nah, nah, nah. Because here's the thing: if you, if you, an Instagram model is behind the scenes. Like nobody can reach out and touch an Instagram. I mean, you can touch okay. the screen. Yeah. You know, there's actual dangers involved in being a stripper because there are people. The guy, some of the guys there don't have the best, you know, intentions. So I sure. think there's a not, I'm not, not necessarily, I'm not even comparing the careers as much as you put, you can put yourself in danger by doing that, you know, position. Whereas if you're just taking pictures on your iPhone and you're sitting in your bed, 
all yeah. day. Because that's what some of them do. They just sit at home and they go outside, take pictures by the pool, take pictures by the bed, and then, you know, go to sleep. You know, it's it's a it's a harmless profession you yeah know, in a way. the only person the guy taking those pictures he's he's probably there's probably a couple of those guys that are predators too right? yeah you the gotta guy, be well, you gotta so- be you gotta be a, if a guy if he doesn't have an assistant with a light if he doesn't have a <laughs> business card he's he's trouble yeah social media can be a dangerous for for women sure um and 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 i try to explain this you know just to people like you know be careful about your locations and stuff because the thing about social media that's different from when we were growing up is when we were growing up, your 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 social set was your neighborhood, maybe your job, your school. Now, you know, you can be in, you know, California, but you can harass someone in Denver or you yeah. know, someone and then, you know, someone show someone can drive to Vegas because they saw some girl, you know, posting a bunch of pictures from There's Dr- no Vegas. boundaries anymore. Yeah. There's no and you can know exactly where she's at. At the time that yeah, she had hot girls save the picture, post it later. Post it later, Graham. Right, because you know if you like safer hey, Graham, I'm doing Instagram live. Safer Graham. Yeah, yeah. So you just want to be. You, you know, guys need to coin that term on Black Sports that's Online. Yes, yeah, safer Graham. Safer Graham. That's a good one. I saw a question real quick before we get into sports. Yeah. What's the bottom? Of, people were asking, "What's the bottom of your shirt say?" Black men don't cheat. Black men <laughs> don't cheat. Where where'd that come from? That should, you, you never heard of the black? That's see, that's a black Twitter thing. Damn, I'm yeah. not on black Twitter enough. Yeah, man. yeah, it's a black, you know, it's a, it's, it's a core, it's a, well, I don't even know what I would call it. Uh, it's group. Uh, it's a, uh, uh, black men sometimes get a bad rap. Well, yeah, not yeah, sometimes, yeah. all the time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, for various reasons, and you know, I, I've seen some <laughs> things. I've heard. Yeah, some things. yeah, yeah. So one of the things is that you know we always quote unquote are cheating on our thing. So you know, as part of the faithful black man coalition. Uh, that I'm part of. Are you the president? Nah, well, I would like to be the president. I mean, I'm, <laughs> I'm engaged, so I'm a faithful black man, and I have the most wonderful fiance of all time. So, but I just, you know, it's just one of those things that uh, we want to get positive black male images um, out there. And I think where do you, where do you get the black men don't cheat shirts? I get this off Amazon. I get everything off Amazon. Amazon Prime. Amazon Prime. Yeah, they, they're going to sponsor your show. I, I, would, I, would love an, a, I would love an Italian man. Don't cheat yeah. shirt, but uh, I, don't yeah. th- I don't think I can wear it with a straight face. <laughs> <laughs> what if I wore a black men don't cheat shirt? Do I just look racist? Yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think that, yeah. Maybe learn how to pronounce well, thought first and you know. then yeah, yeah, one yeah, step yeah. at right. a time. Yeah, yeah. Good point. Well, Prano, before we hop into some sports here with Robert, I was asking about his shirt. You know what I was wearing when I was home? That amazing free fly gear. Yeah. Mm. Fantastic. Soft. I think it's, I believe it's bamboo. It is bamboo. Bamboo. Which is, it, which, is it, which is wild to even. You know, I wore it back in Ohio, and it was so soft, and and they're like fitting shirts, and they're kind of like breathable, breathable workout shirts. My family's saying, "Oh, what's that shirt?" You know, "Oh, you trying to show off because you're in shape?" And I'm like, "What? What are you talking about?" <laughs> you know, it, it was a very Ohio thing, guys. Father's Day is right around the corner. They are amazing shirts, like Joe was saying. They're made from bamboo. They're so soft. A pair of shorts I love. I got a hat I love. And uh, here's what I love about Free Fly. The bamboo has natural UPF sun protection. Yeah. Great. <laughs> yeah, you're pointing at me like, am yeah. I some sort of U- yeah. UPF expert? I don't want well, you to get sunburned. Well, well, I don't know, Joe. I'm just saying, you, you know, it protects you from getting sunburned. <laughs> so, guys, it's time you stop being uncomfortable and tried out Free Fly's bamboo clothing. Father's Day is just right around the corner, like I said, so gear up for Dad. You can get 20% off if you visit 
freeflyapparel.com and use promo code dirty that's freeflyapparel.com promo code dirty and uh, as a quick reminder if you go to freefly and use that promo code i will send you a couple beer koozies courtesy of dirty sports and freefly sent us uh to try shorts boxer shorts a shirt and a hat and it's now my official like workout like i wear it all together yeah yeah yeah. it's it's so so, i'm like why am i gonna put on all kinds of soft stuff and then have like hanes underwear you know how i did my first yoga a few weeks ago, a little hot yoga. Little hot yoga. Okay. <laughs> wore my free fly shirt and the shorts, just like you're saying. Perfect workout outfit. So once again, that's freeflyapparel.com promo code dirty. Okay, let's talk a little NBA because uh, we're down to the Western Conference Finals. The lottery was last night. I'd love to hop into the lottery first. <laughs> okay. Uh, sadly, I was. I know this is gonna be a tough one for Joe. Joe's diehard Knicks guy oh, from New York over here. Uh, sadly, I was flying so. I missed it, and, and, and I was I was bummed because I wanted to see Twitter. I wanted to see social media going off, and I was on a cross-country flight from Cincinnati back to L.A. And, uh, well, first of all, Joe, as a Knicks guy, you guys landed third. What's going through your, well, through your head like, today? you know, so the situation with the Knicks is the fifth pick was the lowest pick we could possibly get, first obviously being the highest. So we landed right in the middle at third. Uh, I, I'm, I'm trying to be positive. It certainly could have been better to be first or second. I, I, I'm a fan of uh, both Zion and Ja. I'm, I'm a big fan of both their games. They're kind of the agreed one-two. Um, so I would have loved to be in a position to take either one of those guys. Doesn't mean I don't think that Ja could potentially fall to three if somebody takes R.J. Barrett. Um, but it certainly could have been worse. Fifth and fourth uh, in a three-man draft. You know, it, it, that would have just been so Knicks to be to have a three-man draft essentially and to fall out of that top three. So I'm glad that they're in the top three. Would have liked to be in the top top two. Obviously, the number one pick would have been great. Uh, it's just wild that I think that this draft did. It may have curbed uh, tanking forever. They uh, the 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 three-way split between the the top three teams. Only the Knicks of those three even got in the top Ooh. four, and then they didn't get the first pick. New Orleans gets the first pick. The Lakers get in the top four. Um, tough, you know, tough to say going forward that you're going to want to tank and have the worst record. Yeah, of course they change it the year the Knicks have the worst record, but whatever. So like for you, I, I put it up here on the screen. So like for you, as as we look at the teams in the draft order, as a Knicks guy, do you want R.J. Barrett, if he's the third guy available, I, yeah, I mean, I just think I uh, the Knicks can't the Knicks can't do any sort of nixing things where they think you know they draft some <laughs> seven foot white guy from France or something like that. Yeah, um, in a three man draft, whichever those whichever of those third guys is left, they have to take because they just can't. This is not the time to be like we're going to do something crazy. They just everybody agrees that those are the top three guys. Pick whichever one's left and just go from there. What do you think the move is? Now, Robert, do you think that the Knicks get, I know we kind of touched upon it earlier, KD, maybe Joe doesn't want him, but Kyrie. like like I want KD. I don't want Kyrie. Like, What are your thoughts on the Knicks situation? I don't think that it's as bad as people are making it out to be. I think uh, they still have the asset that if I'm New Orleans, I may want. Because if you can trade, you still got to trade Anthony Davis. Yeah. If you take uh, the third pick, you could take R.J. Barrett, who to me – could be like a Lamar Odom without the, the cocaine, you yeah. know, so, and you could team him 
you know, you could team him with Zion, and you, you know, you're you're right back, you know, where you need. Or you know, you could take the Lakers' fourth pick. So, like, it's the the everything is contingent in my mind. It's not the draft, like you said. It's contingent on Kevin Durant, and I think everybody else is secondary right now. Yeah, it's because wherever Kevin Durant goes, and maybe Kawhi to a, a yeah, a, yeah, maybe those two. I mean, wherever Kawhi, well, you know, Kawhi is not going east because he already told me that it's too cold. Uh, so. It, he told you personally. Yeah, he told me at the All-Star game. That's great, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, you, you go to all those events, right? Yeah, I'm headed to the NBA Finals in a couple of weeks. Yeah, so. How, how do I that's yeah. well, As soon as you know where KD's going, you got to reach yeah, out to yeah, your I'll boys. You, yeah, but that, I think that's the key. If if the Knicks know that KD is coming, they may be content with just you know taking the pick. Or they can be like, you know, let's try to trade it and get Anthony Davis. So I don't think it's – it was funny to watch, yeah. you know, the reactions, but I don't think they're in as bad a shape as, as – Now, is Anthony Davis, from all reports that I read today, mm. even with them getting the number one pick, because in my head I'm thinking – He's out of there. And that's crazy yeah. to me because I'm thinking, if you had Zion to that squad, like they're a good fucking squad, but he still wants no part of New Orleans? If, if, if I was New Orleans – I would keep him for at least half of next year up until, you know, the traded deadline. Because you never know if you can't if you trade him in the summer, you just never know how it will look. What if, you know, with Zion and and, and Anthony Davis, they get off to, you know, twenty and five star, you know, something like that. Maybe sure. that changes his mind. Maybe he wants to do something different. But at least now you can at least see put him out there. I wouldn't be so quick to pull the trigger unless like it was just a you know, the Lakers say, hey, we'll give you everybody. We'll give you Lonzo, Kuz, Ingram, the fourth pick, whatever you want. Then you do now, it. Now, I got to yeah. say, I have a source. Oh, okay. I have a source, a dirt ball. I don't know if he even wants me to name his name, but he slid into the DMs. I'm Ooh. Sure that's where you get a lot of your sources mm-hmm. in the DMs. And he said his friend is Alvin Gentry's nephew, mm-hmm. works for the uh, – Pelicans, Pelicans, and that they are still committed to trying to do a deal with the Celtics mm. and try to get a Tatum, uh, Brown, Brown, and a Horford back. Now, Ooh. to me, what that says, and I was like, "What? That that seems crazy." First of all, I think that might be, uh, I might that be a hopeful, you know, mm. pick. Like, I don't think you're getting a Tatum and a Brown from the Celtics, but maybe for Anthony Davis. But to me, if that's the move. That means they, well, they're not just they don't just want Anthony Davis and nobody. That their move is obviously to try to keep Kyrie to play with Anthony Davis. I would assume. Otherwise, you're just starting over entirely. Yeah, to me that wouldn't make sense for Boston unless, unless you're keeping Kyrie, Kyrie and Gordon Hayward. Right. And now. right, because if if Kyrie leaves and they trade away all of you know their good players, then all you have is AD. Anthony, yeah, and he can leave after a year. Yeah. And if he left, then you're stuck with what Gordon Haywood and nobody. So right. it's like that wouldn't be ideal. So, but apparently, yeah. according to my sources, the Celtics are still very, very much, much you know trying to get into the Anthony Davis sweepstakes. Interesting. And I'm sure you guys saw talking Celtics again yesterday. By the way, and that would be then a team of you'd get a a, a Drew Holiday, some some Tatum, Brown, Horford, and Zion. Not a, not a bad Pelicans team. It's a nice way. squad right there. Right. Terry Rozier looks like he's done. <laughs> that was funny. After after his 
what was it? His fuck you to Boston tour? Like, yeah. what, what, what was I, I think it was the fuck Kyrie tour. Yeah, I, don't, yeah, I, don't yeah. think he, I think he's fine with this Boston. It was very interesting because I've seen players do that, that ESPN tour. And the whole thing is to get them to say something, yeah. you know, to, to, to go viral. Uh, so I don't know if he came in with the, with the idea that he knew what he was going to – because he had to know the questions were coming. Sure. Or did he get there and, you know, sometimes, you know, I don't, I don't know how many TV shows Terry Rozier has done in, you know, his lifetime or whatever, but sometimes you get there and those questions come and you're maybe – you're not – it's quite media savvy. Yeah. And it's, instead of – you're honest, unfortunately. Yeah. Being honest on TV is for a player uh, or with the media is not necessarily the best thing all the time. Like, you know, Tom Brady lies all the time, you know, when he's talking to the media. You know, you know Bill Belichick lies all the time. They, yeah. don't, they don't want you to know because when you start telling the truth, how you really feel about somebody or how you really feel about a situation, uh, people don't just say, oh, well, we appreciate him telling the truth. They're like, oh, Terry Rogers said this about Kyrie and da 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 What's the best soundbite you've ever gotten with an interview? Like, is there anything wild that somebody has said to you, whether it's NBA All-Star Game or Super Bowl or Finals, something you're covering? Me and Draymond got into it one time. Oh, tell me about yeah, that. Yeah, me and Draymond uh, got into it. The, this is, and this is the infamous, you know, um, the Cavs come back from 3-1 situation. It was 2016. Game, yeah, game one. And, and here's the thing. This will always say that I could have stopped that from happening if Draymond would have listened to me. This is a true story. This is you can go. It is online. You can look it up. This I, I kid you not. It's game one, right? The the Warriors beat down the Cavs by a lot in game one of that series. But in that in that game, Draymond almost kicked Kyrie in the face with one of the high kicks. And remember, yeah. he was yeah, already the, on thin ice. Remember, he was already on the, thin the ice. Signature because, Draymond because he kick. had yeah because he had kicked the, the only uh, rocket in the NBA. Yeah, he had kicked uh, <laughs> old boy on uh, uh, Steve Adams. In the balls. Oh, that's right. And remember, they, they gave him a they, – they could have – and remember, they were down 3-1 to OKC. That's right. And the NBA cut him a break and didn't suspend him. So, game one, he almost kicks Kyrie in the face. Now, the Warriors win. It's at the, press, at the post-game press conference. He's up there. All I said to him was this. I said, hey, you know uh, – because social media was talking about how he almost kicked Kyrie. And that was my thing. I always like to ask questions about what's buzzing. I say, hey, Draymond, you know, social media was talking a lot about, you know, your, your, your kick almost hit, you know, Kyrie in the face. And, you know, I just want to know, you know, what happened on that play. And do you think, you know, because of your situation, you should be, a, you know, try to be a little more careful with, you know, where you're putting your leg at because you don't want to get, you know, suspended. You know what he said back to me? He said, did you think that I kicked, tried to kick him in the face? <laughs> and then I said back to him, I said, that wasn't the question. The question was, <laughs> and I, I swear to God, this is online. You guys can watch. I said, no, I didn't say that you tried to kick him in the face. I said, should you be, you know, more aware of where your legs are at because, you know, it's the finals and, you know, you feel thin ice and blah, blah, blah. And Draymond with straight face looked at me and said, I don't care what people think. This is my life. I'm going to do what I'm going to do. And whatever happens, happens. I don't live by how you guys say about me and blah 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 so we, we he really like a little tense back and forth between us right yeah next day talk to Draymond say hey man I didn't mean anything you know Bob just trying to say you know that you know how the NBA is you know this game two in between game one and two said no problem we squashed it asked him another question everything great right so what happens in game five punches LeBron, LeBron. in the nuts yeah <laughs> what happens he gets suspended sure and you know what happens after that of course, the rest is history. Right, and I I told him a 
a couple of years later. Some people think, by the way, that what happened after that is Draymond was suspended for the rest of the series. He was not. That was not. He did come back right. for game you six. Can't, seven you can't blame the entire thing on that, but your question, you always have to, if Draymond's in game five, the one where they had all the momentum, where it looked hopeless for the Cavs, would that had you know been the end of it? And remember, he had to watch the game in the, yeah. the, the Oakland A's stadium. And I always say that interaction where people – Online, it was more like, oh, Draymond schooled this reporter. He did this. But in the end, I was trying to help him. Yeah. <laughs> and he didn't listen. And he did what he was going to do. And then they ended up suspending him and stuff. So that was always that's always a, a lesson. Like when I – you know, just off topic a little bit, reporters don't know how to ask questions. <laughs> I don't know if you ever watched those post-game yeah. press conferences. They're terrible. And these are like seasoned reporters. I don't know if they're scared of the players. I know they're scared of Westbrook. I know they're scared of Greg Popovich, but they don't ask questions in the proper way to get the players to talk. And also a lot yeah. of guys who are who spend their life on a typewriter, on a yeah. computer, yeah. writing the written word, they, they, don't, they don't tend to be the guy. Yeah. You yeah. Know, you're, you're a special kind of journalist where yeah. you're writing incredible headlines, but you're also yeah. able but you're like social, you said, to But you're social, you're charismatic. Yeah, like, a lot of them. Right. I agree with you. Like, and, and, and to be honest, that's why I can't watch any of those shows on ESPN okay. because <laughs> they're throwing – these guys up on around the horn and I just want to I mean for lack of a better term be like you're just a boring dork like I don't give a shit what your opinion is but but you said they don't ask good questions what's your approach then when you're going to ask players coaches any of these questions well here's the thing it's 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 so simple because it's something that they teach you in elementary school is that you know you don't ask closed-ended questions you know you don't ask like, one of the dumbest questions you always hear is that after the game, they say, can you tell us how you feel about that? Like, I heard somebody ask James Harden that. James Harden came in and said, hey, how do you feel about, you know, losing to the Warriors again and getting, you know, kicked out of the playoffs? How do you think he's going to fucking feel? You know, like yeah, it's, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's a, it's a it's dumb question we all know the answer yeah, he's to. Not, he's not going to be happy about it. Like, yeah. you know, so it's, it's – to me, I think the best way to do it is players are uh, very uh, into themselves. And I figured, hope LeBron's not watching. Because I used to do this to LeBron all the time. Because LeBron does not like stupid questions. If you ask LeBron a stupid question, he will, you he, know. He'll pick up his first. He'll pick up his first and go. Pick up his first and walk out in his shorts. But what I've learned about NBA players like that is they like talking about themselves. They like talking about their teammates. And they like talking about basketball. So if you make your question, you know, more open-ended and – about in general, you know, if, if you go up to LeBron after a game and say, not even ask him about him and say, hey, LeBron, could you um, tell us, you know, what you thought of Lonzo Balls, you know, pushing up the pace and helping you, you know, get your assistant. He'll go on for 30 minutes about everything that Lonzo Ball yeah. did in, in the game. If you ask LeBron, like, hey, LeBron, you know, you know, you guys gave up a lot of threes. <laughs> you know, sure, well, sure, yeah. Stating the obvious, yeah, yeah. You know, they like they it, the guy asked Terry Stotts. He said, you know, and it wasn't a bad question, but it was, it was the. It's not what you ask; it's how you ask it. Yeah. And so they asked Terry Stotts. They said, "Hey, you know, um, the, the Rockets, Steph Cur- the Steph yeah. Curry thing. Yeah, yeah had, I saw that. Yeah, they had, you know, the Rockets had success uh, trapping Steph Curry. Why didn't you do that? It, it's not a bad question because we all were thinking it." But it makes him on defensive because, like, oh, well, the Rockets are smarter than you, I guess, Terry yeah. Stotts. You know, you're a horrible coach. You know, so instead of saying that, say, hey, Coach Stotts, I have a question. Can you go through, you know, what you guys, when you're doing the pick and roll defense against Steph Curry, you know, what is your thought process about that? How you felt 
uh, that it went uh, tonight? And what do you guys think you can do better in game two to shore that up a bit? You see what I'm saying? Yeah. That's well, not, well, it's, it, 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 it's I, I think you should do a, a BSO uh, <laughs> reporter training. It's just a, it's the same question. We know yeah. the the picture. But you just is, rephrased it. I yeah. I agree with you. Yeah. You're you're gonna you're gonna solicit a much different. Welcome response. to BSO reporter training. <laughs> yeah. We're gonna start with how not to be a white dork. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it, it's just it's just it's it's fun. It's just it's a little irritating to me because yeah. you know we're quote unquote the blogs, so we're not supposed to know you know what we're doing. But I always say I got a, a little bit of an advantage because you know I went to journalism school for for four years. I I always wanted to do this. It's just. I happened to get into this medium through the internet, but that's not how I was trained. Yeah, to, you know, in journalism, I was trained the traditional way, but I used non-traditional methods, so it gives me an advantage. I, when I first started going to press conferences, they would be scared to ask me to ask a question because they had a stereotype about bloggers or people that did websites. They felt like we were going to say something, you know, stupid or yeah. ignorant or something like that, or we didn't really, you know, know what we were talking about. And now about. the bloggers are, I mean, the leaders yeah. of the of the sports. Yeah. I mean, like, Woj is a blogger. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I have went to press conferences, and I didn't re- – here's the thing. I don't ask questions if I don't have anything yeah. to say. Like, that's another thing. If you don't – How many how many press credentials do you – like, do you just – when you yeah. go to represent black sports online, mm-hmm. is it mostly you? Like, do you have a team with you? I have a team because, I you know, I can't go everywhere. Yeah. And I like to give other people opportunities. And sure. I coach them up on, on what to do. I cover – I used to, when it was literally just me, I used to go everywhere. Like, because I wanted to establish my credibility. Yeah. I think that's the balance between people respecting, you know, the silly stuff that we do. But they can also turn on TV and see me at a fight or see me at a game or sure. see me there. And I think that's one of also the reasons that the players respect me as well and don't give me a hard time because I can literally – they know that I know the difference between, okay, we're going to talk about the Kardashians and Tristan Thompson. But if we're in game three of the NBA finals and we're in Cleveland and, you know, he's having a hard time, you know, dealing with, you know, the Warriors, I'm not going to ask him, hey, what's up with Chloe? Like that, sure. there's, there's a time and place – you know, for that, and but I'm also right there in yeah, the like face. When Tristan's yeah. at a press conference post game, and they're like, "Who do you want a question from?" He's like, "The guy with the black men don't cheat T-shirt." Yeah, yeah. Let me talk to that <laughs> yeah, guy. Yeah. <laughs> I'll take all your questions, sir. <laughs> so it's it's a, it's it's definitely a, a time and place. But once again, is if you write those stories, and this is the maybe the most important thing. I've never been one. I always say anything that I write, I would t- I would talk to somebody, the player, the entertainer, in their face about it. Yeah. So. If you didn't like a story, and and I'm telling you what my name is, and I know you've read my stuff, yeah, I'm right here. If you want to, you know, talk about. It. And I've had players approach me and and say their piece. Uh, Who's gone off on you? Like like who in particular is like fuck you, Robert? Fuck your website. Has anybody ever come up to you? And nah, did no, that? no, nobody, nobody's ever like cursed me out or or anything like that. It's you know, some people will will correct. They would you know. You know what I think you should yet. do? I what? think you should start going. I think I think we should. I, I, Maybe maybe this could be my role because mm-hmm. obviously I, I'm a big huge supporter fan of Black Sports mm-hmm. Online. You need to start. You need to start you going need, he, like he needs a diversity hire. Yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> no, here's what you need. You need to go to like fuck the go to like the dog show and send me representing like Black Sports Online. No, no. Here's the thing. It's not just black reporters. I've had white reporters. No, 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 had, no. Yeah, no, no. I know that, but but I'm joking. Like like I, to me that would be hilarious if like we're like I'm at an event which you would deem like. Basically, traditionally, all white people. Oh, I see. To, to where I'm like, yeah, there's uh, Andy over here, you know, at, the, at, at the Westminster Dog Show. Here's, it's funny that you we've I've done that before. Like I've done NASCAR. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I've done IndyCar. 
I've done tennis. Uh, I've done I've done the Masters. Wow, that's great. Imagine me. I was at the at the Masters. Uh, this was years ago, and that was my pitch to them. I was like, "How many black media websites have you ever had covering the Masters?" They probably said none. N- yeah, they had none. So it was it was a little bit of a, like they're trying to you know look more diverse. But it was me like, "Hey, I'm covering the you know the Masters." Was, you know, like wow, you know, I'm covering the U.S. Open. You know, stuff like that. So I've done that because I feel like I never forget one time I went to a Big Ten championship football game. It was Ohio State and Wisconsin, and we were up in the press box. And the press box is, you know, a long, you know, row or something. And I looked from this side to this side, and, and no offense to you, everyone looked like you. Oh, no, no, none taken. No, like yeah, literally yeah. just like you. Like they <laughs> literally look just like you. From and it's probably like a hundred seats. A lot, a lot of people said that about the Charlottesville pictures too. A lot of guys, yeah, yeah, a lot of guys yeah, yeah, just, just like just like Andy, <laughs> just like Andy. And I was like, you know, son, this is not, you know, yeah. If, if it's one job I have and I hope that I've achieved is when I started doing this, I was always the youngest and the only uh, black guy at a lot of yeah, these yeah, events. Yeah. Now, when I, and there was always no black women either. So now I see a little bit better. You know, when I go places, I see younger guys, I see black guys, I see black women. And I'm hoping that I help. Because I remember when I first did the NBA finals, they literally told me, um, somebody took me aside and said, hey, if you mess this up, you'll never come back again. You never, So don't mess it up. Really? And I, I'm not saying – I don't know if they said that to everybody <laughs> that, yeah. that, that started the first time. So I don't know. Maybe that's yeah. initiation. I think the person that was telling me wasn't telling me in a in a in a way that they were threatening me, they were telling me like I'm giving you a heads up. They were they were <laughs> they were they were doing what you did to Draymond, right? They were they were like, giving, hey man, they were giving, just be careful. Yeah, they were giving me a heads up, like you know, you're you, you they're giving you an opportunity. Yeah, you know, don't blow it. Don't yeah. You know, now the question is always you know, would they had said that if I looked like you? <laughs> sure. I don't know. I mean, maybe they would. Maybe it is. But then again, I hear a lot of stupid questions from people, and they come back every year. So I don't know. But. It, it's 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 a pressure, but it's not an issue yeah. now for you, right? No, not Cause at all. Because your site's so big. No, not at all. Like it's, and that's the thing. I, I hope that that converse, those type of conversations, you know, that I've had with the NFL and UFC and yeah. others, I hope the next me, the next me's, don't have to have sure. that conversation because they the people in charge said, hey, well, Rob been here for five years and it's been great, so let's give three more people an opportunity. That's always been a big thing of mine of letting to break down a barrier to get other people, you know, opportunities and not have to worry about it. So, and that's why it's important to me to, to still go to, to make sure that people see my face. See well, my before face. you, before you create back black sports online, like, like, you know, and, I, and I've read your thing on your website. It's like, what from coming from like the black culture, like there wasn't anything out there. Right. Right. So, you know, I went to you know I went to Ohio State, which is a lot of white people, and my goal initially in life was to be on Sports Center. Okay. On ESPN. Like, Funny, was, we like, both had that same mutual yeah. goal. Yeah. Look at us now. Now you're now you're <laughs> sitting <laughs> on a couch, couch. in Venice Beach, yeah. Yeah. Robert. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I wanted to be Stuart Scott. I wanted to be Craig Kilborn. That's I mean that was my initial goal. It was just solely about me, and. What happened a was Kilborn reference, by the way, just warmed my heart. Yeah, I love, Man, Craig, I love Craig. He loves. Kilborn. I love Craig Kilborn. When Craig, when I saw Craig Kilborn do a Tupac reference on Sports Center, I was sold. Uh, <laughs> you know, back then. So that's that's all I really yeah. you know, wanted to do. And then what happened was, and not to get all up into my life story. No, after, that's all right. After sure. gra- after graduation, 
Yeah, things thing, you know, when you graduate from college, college kids, and let me just, if you're in college right now, let me just tell you, do your internships, make your connections, try to have your job lined up well before you graduate because I went through the motions, and but I graduated, which I'm proud of, but then they're like, see you later. Yeah. And I had- What now? Forever. I had nothing. I had a, <laughs> I had a degree, and I had, I thought, talent, but I didn't have any practical experience, and I was just thrown out there into the world. And I and I didn't know what to do, so I was you know working odd jobs. I was, it wasn't a good it wasn't a good time you know for for me in my life. And the reason that I created the website was more so for my own sanity because I felt like I was wasting my degree. But the reason that we we called it I called it Black Sports Online was I don't know if you ever I've ever you've ever read the story, but it's it's I was watching Joe Buck call uh, Randy Moss. He had caught a touchdown in Green Bay, and he fake moon. Uh, yeah, crowd, and I saw Bob Costa call him a thug, and and said it was thuggish behavior, and said a lot of coded words that you know, you know, no Joe Buck, not Bob Costa, it's Joe Buck. I want to get the right person, but uh, I was like, man, this is really you know awful. Sure, you know, I to call someone a thug for a fake yeah, mooning. Yeah, because you know, from where where I come from, you know what a real thug is. Sure, you know what a real. Criminal. They're not. Is. They're not mooning a lot. They're of people. not playing no. football. They're not mooning. Yeah. You know. So, but sometimes I think, you know, those stereotypes are out yeah. there. And I said to myself, man, we need some sort of you need a voice, a, a voice, a watchdog to say, hey, this is not you know right because back then there was nothing yeah out there. So I'm like, I'm gonna be, you know, that voice. Now I was young and ambitious. People were telling me not to do it because they're like, can't put black in front of your name. You're never go mainstream like that. You're you're minimizing your audience and everything. But I was hard headed. Yeah. And 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 I did it, you know, I would not knowing, you know, what the future was, you know, going to hold. And people ask me now, well, if in retrospect, would you have named it, you know, Black Sports Online? I said, well, if I started today, no, but I don't think I would be where I'm at today. Sure. If I didn't do it. I, and I use the Jay-Z line where, you know, he says, you know, I sold drugs. So, you, you know, Hove did that. So you hopefully wouldn't have to go through that. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, it's a good point because. I think what what happens is right. You start with your audience and mm. you start with your base, and then from there it can branch out. Because I think mm. I think now we're more generally. Obviously, we have a lot of problems, but but I think more. My point is, I think someone who's not necessarily black would be more willing to check it out and be accepted. Mm. They don't. They wouldn't care. Yeah, in 2019. That, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. In 2019 versus 2005. I mean, Andy reads it to start right. and end his <laughs> yeah. day. He's the whitest person of all time. Well, I always equate it to. Like rap music, right? Rap music, um, for the most part, is a black culture sure. type of thing. But you don't become, you know, if every black person, if only black people listen to Drake, he wouldn't, you know, be selling all these. If only black people just listen to Lil Yachty or whoever these, you know, yeah. these like you can't, you can't be a, a super successful just strictly with one race of people. Yeah. So when people say that to me, like, there's no way that BSO be successful if the only readers that I ever had were just, you know, black. And it was never an exclusion type of thing. It was like, I don't, you know, it wasn't like I only wanted black people to You're read just, my This site. is your viewpoint, yeah. not not your not yeah. your target audience. Yeah, it yeah. Was, it was, my target audience was, I was, always wanted to be a national guy. I never wanted to be a local guy. Like, yeah. I, I take that from Juice. You know, like the movie Juice. Like, I don't want to be local. I always wanted to be big. I always wanted to be, well, you know, Well, you got the Juice now, Robert. Yeah, so so <laughs> to me, I, I feel like, what I sometimes I think I really just sit back and think like I, not the impossible, but it's to cross over the way that I have and still survive in a time where so many sites have died by the wayside. 
it it shows that my audience and, and my you know readers are well versed and well diversified sure. in a lot of different things. Andy's uh, White Sports Online website only lasted a month before oh, he had, before he had to close up. You know, job. you know about about you know because he he heard Joe Buck talking about yeah. white wide receivers always being coachable oh. and white good, sports great online. route runners seemed real coded for oh, bad athletes. Shit. Do you know about about at least at least ten people have tried to start white sports online. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. No, it's true. In in some sort of uh, you know defiance against me. And I always tell them they're like, "Well, what if we start white?" So I was like, "Go ahead." Do you do you, <laughs> do you get like I'm curious? Do you, do you get people like sending you hate and racist shit because it's black sports online like all the time? You know, that was a time where it was real heavy. <laughs> like, yeah, it was. It was you know probably maybe November 2016. Yeah, yeah. It it, it there was a time that <laughs> that I couldn't go um, a day or two without. Without some crazy email, without a lot of DMs, a lot of tweets and stuff like that. I, this is where I have to credit uh, my fiance a lot because I was—I've always been taught to fight back. Yeah, like you don't punch first, but if somebody's coming at you, you know you you defend yourself. So I spent probably way too much time. Uh, Talking to these people yeah, I, about yeah. Sorry, I'm looking at Joe because he he does this yeah. all the time, and I'm thinking maybe you could take out a page out of out of Robert's book over here. He loves fighting right. people. Yeah, so I mean that that was my thing. I like if you said something that didn't matter to me who you were, uh, I would do it. But she, you know, really got me to to understand that when you're at a certain, you know, it's, it the you know the the cliche, cliche, but you know you don't feed the trolls. Yeah, you know they need you. Sure. For the attention. That's why they're saying all of the crazy stuff. So when I got a little more mellow, and I've, I'm older now, and, and I've accomplished, and that was the other thing, you know, I was trying to accomplish something, so it would make me angry. Yeah, you know, yeah, but yeah. after you've, you know, done- Achieved so, so much. Done, it's just like, and, you know, I have a very, a very blessed lifestyle, very, you know, happy, you know, life. You know, at that point, you're like, yeah, just let them, you know, talk, say what they're going to say. Yeah. So maybe we'll get to that point. Yeah, uh, maybe. Even, even though <laughs> I, just even, a, I just need a good woman in my life, e that's what it is. E I, yeah. Even though today Joe tweeted, you, you were trying to, you were trying to get Republican trolls coming at you. Yeah, yeah. I wrote an abortion joke, and uh, yeah, I just need, I needed some anger. I needed some angry people in my mansions today. I've been, I've been dealing with too many angry people in real life. I was like, I need some, I need some good old fashioned Twitter flames. And, and I shouldn't, and, and, and I'm busting Joe's balls a little, but I shouldn't just put it on him because I'm the same way too. Like I get fired up. I go through, you know, obviously we're a sports show. We're comedians. We, we have passionate opinions about players, about politics, about whatever. But I, I fall into that too. And it's just... Our joke now on our show, which I've loved, which Joe created, is if these people who don't want to agree with facts, we call them flat earthers. <laughs> so basically, it's 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 like you would understand. It's, it's kind of like to bring like Colin Kaepernick into it. When when we say he's been blackballed and he should be in the league, and, mm. and and you know I can sit there and say I say take all the other stuff out of it. I, I don't care. Like take all that out of it. If we just want to look at his stats and what he's accomplished on the football field, he's better than all these players, right? right? And then people want to come at us and then we're just like, you know, you're either, you know, Joe's always saying you're either a racist or I'm just saying mm -hmm. you just don't believe in facts because right. at the end of the day, he's fucking been blackballed, plain right. and simple. Right. But people, they, they'll argue with you till the end of the day because they don't want to see facts in their face. And you know, that's a, 
that's another thing is that those type of people, like you said, they don't care about the reality of yeah. the situation. And then, and I, I remember a, a, a time that we had did some story, and it was a, one of the gossipy type of stories. I won't even lie. It was a gossipy type of story. And somebody was really, really mad at me. And they're like, so, so you always do this gossip, gossip, gossip. You never, ever, ever cover sports and blah, blah, blah. And I just happened to be at the NFL draft. And I took a picture of me at the NFL draft, like right in the front, you know, where everything was going on. I was like, well, I'm technically doing sports right now. I've been tweeting about the draft for the last, you know, two hours, and we did all these draft stories. You know, like, yeah, yeah. you know, yeah, we did that, but, you know, you can also follow this. And you know what the person told me? They said, well, you only do sports when it's convenient for you. <laughs> Just totally move the goalpost from, you know, you never do yeah. this, you never cover anything, yeah. you never, you only do gossip stories. To me, said, hey, I'm actually credentialed here covering sports, doing stories on this to, well, you do that when you, you know, when it's convenient for you. And it hit me like, it's, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I could do, sure. you know, you, I always tell people, like, take your favorite journalist, whoever it is, right? And, and I mean, it's not even a tripe, it's not even a flex, right? But I'm like, I could put down everything that I've covered like in person as a journalist credential next to any of your journalist people and it would match up or it would be better. You don't see too many people that say, hey, I've covered a Super Bowl, a World Series, an NBA Finals, uh, Mayweather-Pacquiao fight, uh, the biggest UFC fight, all the McGregor fights, NASCAR, IndyCar, golf, tennis. I've put people in place to do the college football playoffs, college baseball playoffs. What the hell am I doing at college baseball playoffs? And – as a credential media person, I've interviewed people like Samuel Jackson, Kevin Hart. You know, I've gone to premieres of the biggest movies of all time. But all they can say is, "Well, you talk about the Kardashians too much." Yeah. So only people well, just will want. You know, they're, they're, they're going to pick and they're going to cherry pick. Yeah. So it's like, and they're going to choose and think what right. they want to believe. And right. not look at the full picture. Right. Our, so, our, uh, by the way, our intern's chomping at the bit here. I think he's got some hot, hot fire from oh, the chat section. Oh, we got hot section. fire. Oh, we got hot we got, fire. We have a diversity hire over here. Our Native American intern. <laughs> oh, with, uh, am I, am I chiming in. Yeah. So we had a uh, a comment actually I thought was pretty interesting. It was more of a question for Robert. Uh, they're asking Robert any advice for dirt balls, which are the followers of the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, any advice for dirt balls wanting to break into the sports blogging world with how competitive it currently is? Yeah. So right now. You know, like I said, it's different than when I started. I just had a website. That's all I had. Yeah. Now you have to be well-versed in so many different things. So you have to have your YouTube show. You got to have your, your Twitter. You got to have your Facebook. You got to have your Instagram. You got to have all of that now. And I would say it's moving more toward a visual medium. Yeah. So put your face on camera. I don't care if it's on live, if it's on YouTube live, Facebook live. You should be giving your thoughts and takes on video every day yeah every day and if you want to be you know still write you know write about stuff but right now you will get a job quicker in in media if they see that you can attract a a following from whatever you're talking about uh so not that you shouldn't go to school or you shouldn't do anything like that but we see now that even if you're doing that you got to engage 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 almost 24 you know seven uh, because they're right, it's it's, it's much more of a uh, it's it's much more flooded than it was, you know, when I started. I would have a harder time starting if I was twenty five now. Yeah, it it is it, hard. It, 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 it's it, oversaturated. It, it's oversaturated. It would be different. I mean, I I think one of the things I got lucky with is that I was there a little bit before 
everything got crazy. So I had a built-in fan base to come with me when I started, you know, the the things. But now, like I said, you have to be out there every, 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 every single day doing something. Are you uh, are you nervous now? We, we've been we've been at this for a little about an hour and ten minutes. Are you nervous that you've missed some breaking stories? I, I see you got your backpack yeah. over there. You know something? Is there anxiety, Robert, that you missed the latest Tristan Thompson yeah. with a thought? <laughs> Not a tot. A thought. Yeah. Are, are, is there some anxiety going on over let, here? Let me tell you, let me tell you guys something. And this is a true story. By the way, the Tristan Thompson story is sort of with thoughts and tots. Because she yeah. had a baby, right? Oh, a little yeah, tot. So <laughs> you, you it know was, it was that he was hanging out with thoughts while he had yeah. a tot. It's like there was a time that the sight was all consuming. Uh, to me, yeah, meaning that I didn't sleep. I was gonna say, I, how you sleep? Yeah, man? I didn't sleep. I didn't go out. I didn't like. I didn't, I was scared. I didn't want to do anything because something may happen. I would pull over in gas stations and do stories <laughs> and stuff. Like it, there was a time where it was all consuming uh, to me. And honestly, sometimes you got to do that to get to where you need to go. Yeah, but it it became a point where it had taken over. You know, my life. I wasn't living. Sure. I was, the site was doing well, and I was making money, and, and I was popular and everything, but I wasn't happy Yeah. Uh, with myself because it had just taken over, you know, my life. And it was one of the reasons why I actually moved out here was because in St. Louis, and you know, it's not a lot to do. <laughs> yeah. So I would, you know. Quality of life. Yeah, you know, and it, it could be. It could be a little uh, overcast a lot. And oh, and cold. it gets depressing, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah. So I would, you know, I would, I would sit in my little, you know, office, and there's no light coming in, and I just, it just, it just, it was like I said, the site was doing well, it was doing great, but I felt like I, my years were wasting away. Sure. So, how long have you been in Long Beach now? Like, when did you make the move uh, from the Midwest? I'm to- two and a half years in now. And so, you, will you head back to the Midwest eventually? You think- no. No, never. <laughs> I might move somewhere, but it's always going to be somewhere warm. I can tell you that. But now, just to answer your question, is that you I don't miss uh, the Sonic drive-throughs and the no, uh, well, you I, miss those courtesy diners. Uh, yeah, <laughs> the steak and shake. They got the steak and shake. That's, <laughs> and White Castles. That's the one thing I do miss. Did you Did you ever go to courtesy diner? Yeah, I have been. Do yeah. you ever get a slinger? No, I don't like those. I know. I love. Yeah, them. I didn't like those. Yeah, but now, yeah, it's. Uh, I've learned to. Work, what is it? Work life balance is what yeah. they call it now. Um, to realize, hey, you can't get to every story, you can't be the first, sure, yeah. every story. You have to, what's the point of doing all of this and, and being successful and just being like the great thing is if you're going to write the best headline, you don't have to be first, yeah. And, and I've learned ways to, to, to get around stuff like that. And you know, I, I think one of the things you probably saw me as I learned that on being on the west coast, that hey, there's a lot of people up at. At 10 p.m. here, you know, it's 1 a.m. on the East Coast. But the it's West Coast. It's such be, an advantage, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. So, like, you may get the late start, but I do a lot of my stories, the more salacious ones, at night. Oh, I've noticed. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, that's where I'm getting the good news. So, so, I do the salacious stories at night. And what happens is I wake up and I already have a good amount of, you know, views because overnight, you know, there's a lot of people that like that type of stuff and then i stick to kind of more of the sports also one two in the morning here is four or five in the morning in new york so you get that early. up the first thing you first know thing you're already see. online there your story's yeah. already up when they wake up at 6 a.m yeah so I, I live life a little bit more but i do always keep the the laptop close just in case you know something you know goes down you know i i love it well look if you need a break joe i'm thinking if robert needs a break <laughs> if, he, if he wants to maybe 
Go relax. I, I know your Mets are in town. <laughs> we could go go to a Dodgers game next week. Aren't yeah. the Mets coming to Met, town next yeah, week? Yeah, Mets are in town. Well, the last week of the month. I think they get here the 27th. My girl's a big yeah. Dodgers fan. Big so Dodgers right. fan. Yeah. Well, Robert, I, I got a deal for you. If, okay. if you want to save a few bucks, I know you're killing the game with Black Sports Online, but if you download the Seeky app, which Joe uh-huh. and I... Joe and I have on our phones. I know intern Aaron has. All the listeners, if you don't have it, download the Seeky Gap now because it's the best app out there for sports, comedy, concerts, you guys name it. And best of all, all the listeners get $10 off their first SeatGeek purchase. Guys, if you haven't downloaded SeatGeek, I don't know what you're waiting for. SeatGeek supports our show, so we hope you support them as well. Use our promo code DIRTY for $10 off your first purchase. Again, you can use that for concert tickets, sports, comedy, whatever you want. Remember, that's promo code DIRTY for $10 off your first purchase. And uh, the same deal applies. If you send me a screenshot of you using promo code DIRTY on SeatGeek, I will send you two free beer koozies. And yeah, I want to check out, I believe it's when, it's Memorial Weekend, right? Mm. When the Mets are in town? Yeah. Let's. I think, uh, I think they're here. Yeah, I think maybe Memorial Day is the first game. Monday. Monday. Monday yeah. Yeah. I was, they're, I was, here, they're here for four. I was looking at the Mets schedule. So uh, the Tuesday game right now is will be Degrom start as scheduled. So, okay. So that's I'm, I'm eyeing up that one. See, see, we, we were getting you talking. Now, now you got to check what's going on. Now, now you got to see what's going on. Are your mentions just on fire? Normally throughout the day, yeah, it's a lot going on. Like, like, how much time a day do you think you're looking at your phone? Too much. <laughs> <laughs> Too much. <laughs> Too much. Uh, it's it's throughout, especially the middle of the day. It's a, it's a lot. It, it's 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 too much, honestly. I, I wish. That's why you don't have time to have a team. You're like, uh, I don't have time yeah. to say I'm on the Lakers bandwagon yeah. because I'm too busy creating the stories. Well, the thing is, you want the to to drive traffic. You got to have engagement. Yeah. So I want to talk. There used to be a time when I first was on Twitter, I would answer every single reply. Like if nobody replied, yeah, I would reply. Like I can't do that anymore. Yeah. Uh, but I still try to engage with the people engage with the stories because that helps push the, the, the stories, sure. you know, out. And I will like to say, I like to do a lot of, um, you know, uh, social justice type of stuff. Uh, it's kind of my, uh, what would you deem like a social justice thing? You know, we see, you know, racism, blatant yeah. racism out there. Like we did two stories today. One was a, a guy, uh, cursing out, uh, some black guys in a restaurant, calling them monkeys. Oh, I saw that. Yeah. Uh, the other one was the, the racist promposal where they spell out the N word. <laughs> that was ridiculous. Pro- yeah. So it, I do those because I feel like that's another way to give back. You yeah. went hard at, uh, Joey Bosa. I saw it wasn't Joey Bosa. That, a lot of people got that confused. A lot okay. Because a lot of people. Because you know, you as, a, as an as alumni, a yeah. I thought that was interesting. Well, I always tell people I'm black first and then everything else, you know, second. <laughs> yeah, so, That's so, a good way of looking yeah, at it. Yeah, so I can't get away from, from that. But it, it wasn't Joey Bosa in and of itself that bothered me a lot. You're right, it did. Because most of the stories don't bother me. I don't really care what Yeah, yeah. But that bothered me not because of Joey Bosa, because I know there's a lot of players in in all sports that that have those type of feelings and he's per, it's perfectly fine for him to have his political affiliations yeah. i don't i don't care that part i really don't you know care about my issue was that if that was a a black player yeah and he was talking you know fight the power and we need to overthrow you know trump and you know you know this and that and other and he had liked homophobic pages and he was following you know black militant people that said that they would shoot up everybody yeah and stuff like that if that was the same prospect and he was black it would have been talked about 
it would have been brought up during the, the show because they literally bring up every bad thing about every prospect anyway. But they, I found out that they intentionally were told not to talk about it. Interesting. It was a cover-up. Yeah. You know, and thankfully, you know, people did speak, you know, the local media kind of spoke. But it's like, it's just, things are unfair as it is. It's like, all I want is fairness. Like, you have to speak about, if you're going to say you got one player in a Colin Kaepernick, like you talked about, yeah. that literally is blackballed for all he said was, you know, you know, I would like racism in and, and police to stop, you know, killing people. Not the, 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 I mean, what's bad about that? Right. You know, like, but then you can have somebody else and they can say, ah, oh, it's not a big deal. It's such and such and such. A, it's just that type of hypocrisy in media has always been yeah. something that, you know, bugs me. So if they weren't going to talk about it, you know what I was going to do? I was going to force them to talk about it. So, I felt good about that because even if he didn't want to address it or they didn't want to address it, I was going to keep pushing it until somebody, you know, addressed it. Well, let me ask you this because we're talking about tweets and a, a lot of tweets. Mm-hmm. And Joe and I have talked about this in depth. You know, like what's your stance on – because we always say – Joe even has a joke about it in his act of like at a certain age, you're dumb, you're ignorant, you know, on, on tweets. Like at what point for you as a guy running – a sports blog, are you saying, well, look, somebody tweeted something at 14, mm-hmm. they're a fucking idiot. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. like, like you're not developed, you're not mature, mm. you're ignorant. You know what I'm saying? Like, at what point for you do you say, that's something somebody did at 14, they're 25 now, who gives a shit? Like, do you- I, I think it's conceptually what the, the tweets are. Like, okay. I, think, I think at a certain age, like, at, at 14, if some white guy likes- uh, you know, he likes uh, Kendrick Lamar, and he's tweeting a lyric that happens to have the N word in it. It's kind of hard to jump from that to saying, "Oh, this is a hardcore racist," you know? Sure. Kid. And you know, they're fourteen, they're sixteen, they're seventeen, and if and if we were had that available to us at yeah. that age, who knows what you know we would have said. I do think at a certain point you have to look at a pattern though of stuff, and that was the thing yeah. with Bosa. It wasn't, yeah. It wasn't, oh, Colin Kaepernick. Colin Kaepernick's in the clown, and I like Trump, okay? Well, you don't like Black Panther. You don't like Beyonce. Like, there's a pattern of, like, anything right. that's a little bit too pro-black, you're pushing back against. Yeah. So I, I do think, like, I think it was another prospect that that, uh, that got drafted, and he had some, you know, you're gay, you know, you're such and such. Like what kids say a lot of times when they're, they, and I didn't even write about it because I don't yeah. think that was, uh, you know, a big deal. But if you are continuing that pattern, like the wrestler that they just caught, uh, Lars Sullivan for the WWE, he, he was 30. You know, he started at, you know. What was his 20, thing? I, I don't it, follow it, that. Yeah, his thing was, you know. Was it like racist yeah, stuff? Yeah, yeah. It was a lot of white supremacy stuff and Mexicans and black people need to go back to Africa. It was that type of stuff. Yeah. But it started when he was in his early he's, 20s. He's a grown man. But it, it you know, it goes up. Yeah. So, I, I think each and every case is a is a different case, but the, here's the real problem with it: when you get caught doing anything, you always say, "I didn't mean it," or "I'm going to do better," yeah, or that doesn't reflect me at the time. Like, any, ask any dude that cheated on his girlfriend, right? What did he say? I never do it again. It was a weak moment, but yeah. only that guy truly knows the real reason. Sure. So Joey Bosa could. You know, is he saying it to keep his job? To you know, get, we don't know. We don't know. We, yeah. You know, and I always tell that about players, good, bad, or ugly. You don't know that player. Like, and I'm not saying this to try to start any controversy, right? I think Steph Curry is the nicest guy of all time. Met him, talked to him, interviewed him, all of this stuff. Still don't know him. 
I still, you still, obviously, you don't know what's going on in that household. That his, his wife's like, oh, I got a move job and I did all of this. Like, you don't know what's happening when they're not on the court, when they're not. And some athletes are really good at manipulating the media. So, when I see Steph, racist Steph's stuff. really good at basketball. Just seems like maybe he practices too much. Aisha's just at home. Yeah. Just needing attention. You it's just like, dude, the two-hour dribble fest before every game. Get, and that's stay okay. Stay at home. Dribble and your think, wife a little bit. And it's okay like to not know. But I think sometimes yeah. we idolize, we demonize, yeah. we go high extremes, and we don't know who these players you know, really are. They could be good guys. They could be bad guys. They could be just regular guys. So when they put stuff out there on social media, no matter how old they are, you don't know if they're the same guy. Sure. So you just got to kind of hope. Yeah, best, but a lot of times I think people are who they show you that they are. Yeah, it's just it's just like it's just wild the age we live in, and, and just people you know have things that are just stuck there mm-hmm. forever. And then you know I think I think what you're saying is the best way to look at it is every situation's different. Yeah, exactly. Like like I fully agreed with how, for example, Kevin Hart handled his situation mm-hmm. because I was like he already addressed it. These are tweets, you know, they're yeah. 10 years ago. Like, like if you genuinely think Kevin Hart has an issue with black people, you're just mistaken. He doesn't. Like, he, he's not the type of person. But he was gay people. Well, uh, oh, yeah. did I say black? I'm sorry. Yeah. I meant gay people. I you, hope you, Kevin Hart doesn't have a problem with black people. <laughs> <laughs> but, but that's what I'm saying. It's like that situation is then different than – remember when uh, – Villanova was playing in the finals. I mean, oh, they, they got Divincenzo. Yeah. They're bringing up tweets about him talking about eating ass at like yeah. fourteen. Well, first off, you're eating ass at fourteen. <laughs> Highly <laughs> evolved. Yeah. Highly evolved. Good for you, bro. I, I think we all should. That's my Italian boys, right there. <laughs> we, should, we should. We should all uh, evolve. I give you a perfect example. Uh, and what you're saying is that you know what it was cool or funny and yeah. Uh, so I used to do a a, a story. Uh, and we used to use a hashtag for the story, and the story was always for the bros. And okay. all it was was if it was a, a, a young woman in entertainment or sports, uh, IG model or whatever, and we would just put the pictures in the video. You know, if they posted, and it was never nothing like we were looking for weird, they were like, yeah. these were public posts. Yeah. So, you know, if Ashanti or whatever, you know, posted some swimsuit pictures, we'd be like, here's Ashanti and her swimsuit pictures for the bros. Because, you know, that's what guys like yeah, to look at, right? Yeah, for sure. But... As the climate changed, yeah, I see what you're you, saying. You see what I'm saying? Like, we could still do the same story, but we couldn't use the same hashtag terminology because yeah, it's a different climate. Like I said, we did this probably 2015, to, and it were very popular stories, and nobody really cared. Yeah, it was for the you know for the they when it came up, it's like yeah. oh, it's the for the bros post sure. people. But you know, 2017, 2018, you see these things happening. You know, now we have to rephrase that title, so it's not yeah. anymore like. Now it's for the cisgender bros. You know, it's like it's like <laughs> you know, it's like if, if we say we can't say Ashanti's thirst trapping on Instagram for the bros. Thirst trapping. So we can't say it like that. We have I mean, to. Can I use that term? Yeah, thir- Yeah, but see, we can't say it because that's 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 not. It's in the climate is not right, so we have to change it a little bit yeah. and say Ashanti shows off, you know, new bikini photos on Instagram. It has to damn, you be, can't use thirst trap. It has to be a little lighter and a little yeah. bit more sensitive in that we can't say, you know, Ashanti, you know, ass shaking for the bros, you know, <laughs> such and such. We have to say Ashanti dances at concert, uh, you know, promoting her album. Like yeah. we have to soften it up yeah. because look, I don't want any uh, you know backlash you, for that. You have a business to run. Right. Like I 
when you know four you know six seven eight years ago when certain topics would come up on twitter you know topics that had nothing to do with bso you know they were just the topic of the day i would jump in because you know what i had opinions you know be it on women or or parenting or vacations or fly outs or whatever i would throw my two cent in and sometimes my two cent was not the majority take on it and but who cared it was 2009 we were all like that yeah. but in 2019 i see some topics like you know you see like the abortion topic that's that's yeah. big now i stay away from it not that i don't have an opinion on it sure. it has nothing to do with me and it has nothing to do with bso this is a woman's topic a woman's issue and you just don't want to be misquoted or misunderstood and even if you're saying something you know perfectly within your mind your yeah. opinion and it has all of this, you know, life. Because trust me, I remember the Derrick Rose rape case. Yeah. Um, that case, I knew some personal things about. Whatever it. happened with that, by the way? He won. He won. Okay. And, yeah, and then and that was it. And I knew some personal things about that case, and some personal things about what really happened. And maybe I overstepped a little bit in speaking about it because the sensitivity of the matter is we're talking about rape, so you got to be. You got to, like I said, in 2018, 19. Just because you have facts doesn't mean you're not yeah. victim shaming. Yeah, yeah. And- so so sometimes now I don't, like you see me on social media a lot with my stories, but you don't necessarily see me debating Weighing and going in. back and forth because it's a no-win situation. I get it. Yeah. No, I feel you. And, and, and I, I can totally relate to that. Mm. I've actually, I was thinking today, actually, when I saw Joe, when I saw your abortion tweet, I haven't really stepped foot in the political arena for a few months now just because mm. of that. Because it's like people – it's like it's like I was looking at the responses under your tweet where people are quick to then label you lefty. And it's like, no, mm. you guys are just you're, – you're, you're taking one tweet and you're trying to summarize this guy's entire political mm-hmm. spectrum when you know nothing about him. You know, or the same thing for you. And you don't, and, yeah. and and they don't even investigate enough to go to the bio and see the first word, which is comedian. Exactly. And then, right. and then so everything from this point on is a joke. I mean, now the joke had a lot of truth in it, but there was, sure. there was still a joke. No, exactly. Okay, so we've been going on here. I'm wondering, do we want to play the game? We got to play for a little bit. It's like what yeah. what drew him in before the first before we <laughs> let Robert go. I know he's got headlines to publish, but here's the thing, I. Before we play the game, I texted Joe this. This is so funny to me. From our last real or fake game, I wrote a fake headline. Right. Which became fucking real. Really? So this is from February. This was a week after the Robert Kraft thing broke. Uh-huh. I wrote this as a fake headline. All we knew at that point. This is Andy's calling, by the way. Andy's yeah, okay. actually not better at anything than writing <laughs> than writing headlines that I confuse as yours. Okay. I'm not gonna lie, man. I like low key. I mean, Joe's been saying this. Like, I, I think, I think I'd he's be been a, studying your style. I think <laughs> I'd be a good writer for you. I wrote this in February when all we knew was that the whole uh, sex ring and we, we, Robert we, Kraft we, massage scandal when it busted, but there was no details. I wrote this in February. Leaked info reveals Robert Kraft had woman at massage parlor shove a finger in his butt. Video being held by Florida law enforcement officials. Twitter reacts. Wow. Yo, and dude, what's the headline now? Wow. Basically, that's what happened. That's what happened. That was the headline. <laughs> that, that, <laughs> that, that, that was the headline. <laughs> yeah. 
she she, yeah. she was shoving a finger in his ass. Yeah. It came out what like a couple months later. Sure, it did. That was the exact and thing. that the that they were withholding the video. And it had a Twitter reacts to the end. That's amazing. That's crazy, dude. I fucking foresaw the future. Okay, <laughs> okay. So, are we doing this with Robert or with you? Yeah, Joe? you just. I think you should. He should just play. I'll just be here for riffing purposes. Right. I feel like Robert's gonna know though. He's I mean, gonna, he's gonna know his own headlines, but it'll still it'll still see. be funny. Go to ahead. See. Okay, is this, let's see if you'd have told me that one. I'd be like, that's maybe I did. Right? Is this is this real or fake? All right, real or fake? Snoop Dogg tells Donald Trump to suck a fat dick in wild Instagram story. Twitter reacts. That's fake. <laughs> <laughs> he knew instantly. That's fake. Okay. Would you put suck a dick in your headline? No, that's See, why. that's a, yeah. Yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. That's a good point. Okay, real. 2019, it's not suck yeah. a dick in a headline. Come yeah. on, Andy. Real or uh, fake? Meek Mill comments on Kourtney Kardashian's fat ass on Instagram. That's real. Yeah, that is real. That is real. I remember when that happened. <laughs> <laughs> but you will write fat ass on this. Yeah, fat ass. Uh, yeah, yeah. I think that's what he said. He said you had a fat ass. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. exactly. Because yeah, you have it in quotes, fat ass. That's the thing. That's always just the truth. That's what it is. Okay. Real or fake? Kim Kardashian wears see-through shirt that complains about cold weather in Canada. That's fake. That is fake. Okay, that was a close one. I've done some Kim Kardashian see-through shirts. I had to think about that one. The Canada's what threw you off. You would have said something uh, like somewhere else, like Calabasas or something. I might have thought that was real. Okay. Uh, okay. So now so, it's really just a challenge. Can you get them on any of them? Yeah. If we can get one, I feel that like you'll have okay. something. I had to think about that. Okay. One. Real or fake headline? Former AAU coach arrested for having sex with minor, blames dating app Tinder because her age was listed as 19. Real or fake black sports online headline? That's fake. That is fake. Ooh. Oh, that was a close one. That was a close one. You almost got me. Those, these are really good. Though. That sounds like exactly how I would put that. Yeah. yeah. Robert, yeah. are you hiring? No, that, that was, that was how many, a good one. How many uh, of these do you write a day usually, too? Because like, what, what I'm surprised is like you're definitely thinking about it because yeah. you don't remember everything you've written. 30, for sure. 35 a day. Wow. Yeah. Okay. You 30, write 30 to 35 a day. 30, 35 a day. Yeah. Okay, real or fake? Tigga claims he is to Kylie Jenner what Ray J was to Kim Kardashian. Listen to him speak about how he is responsible for her success. That's real. It's 100% real. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's real. <laughs> the thing is, I know my style. Yeah. Even though if they're slightly close to mine, there's certain word, keywords I know that I wouldn't have said or would say. That's, yeah. what, that's what's good. It's not that the, the stories sound all real. <laughs> okay, real or fake? Uh -huh. R. Kelly's first meal after being bailed out of jail was a Whopper with fries from Burger King where he signed autographs and took pictures with fans in Chicago. Uh, that's fake because it was McDonald's. <laughs> if you put McDonald's, it's real. Man, you're See, good. I, I have he pretty good memory. fucking good. I have a pretty good memory. Yeah. <laughs> okay. This is how you write them so good. You're just changing little shit to get, try yeah. to get me. Yeah. If okay. Real or fake? Racist Florida store owner posts no English, no service sign in front of store and is confronted by angry mob. That's fake. That's 100% fake. Yeah, because you said mob. <laughs> what would you have said? So, read it again. Oh, what? Racist Florida store owner posts no English, no service sign in front of store and then is confronted by angry mob. See, at the, the bottom, the, the, the last part, I would have said uh, whatever happened. So, if you'd have got like punched or smacked. I was confronted by, you know, customers who then in turn beat him over the head with a bat. Okay. You know, like, so, you know, it would have, yeah, yeah. have been a little more descriptive of what happened. Pick, when picks the and vid. It picks and vid, yes. 
Okay, real or fake? Watch IG model. Well, that fuck it. You already know that's that, real. That's real. You, 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 now that I'm realizing you that's coined real. IG, IG model. model. Yeah. This one was watch IG model scream in pain after she visits the Swimming Pigs exhibit from Fire Festival and Pig takes a bite out of her butt cheek. Pigs yeah. and vids. That did happen. <laughs> <laughs> I can't stump him. Robert, you are amazing. <laughs> you know your headlines. You know how to write. But but what do you think, man? Am I on that right track? You are on the right track. The whole thing is to, look, you know, I was told by a professor a long time ago. He said, it doesn't matter if you write 5,000 words. If, if you don't catch them in the headline, nobody will ever, yeah. ever read. So that's the, the most important thing. Is it's, it's not... What you're saying is the visual sense. Like if somebody tells me a pig is gonna bite an IG model ass, I don't even care what else is happening. I'm curious. You want to you know, see that so video see or that. watch the pics? See that, and that's look at the that's pics. all the key is to the to the headline. And people also like to, like you said, they want to see reactions. They want to see if their tweet made the the Twitter reactions and stuff. And like that, and you yeah. and, and that's also a reason I love looking at your tweets is that what I love just as much as the long headline. Mm the responses to your actual headline. Right. That's what like, I'm looking for. Like you get some great responses yeah. to the fucking tweet, which is amazing. I've had responses do better than the story. Yeah. Like other people respond. You know, I have some like 500 retweets and then somebody say something real slick in the in the replies and they have a thousand, yeah. You know, but that's all good because it always helps. Uh, it all goes back story. to you. Yeah, it always goes back to me. Well, we appreciate you taking the time, man. Oh, man, it was great. I had a great time. It's been a pleasure. We got to bring you back, you gotta, man. Yeah, now that I know where I'm going, yeah. <laughs> maybe, maybe I'll. Uh, maybe we can get an extra press credential. Bring me along one of these things. What now, do we think? Hey, how about the next time that there's a uh, world premiere, you come along with me? Oh, for real? Yeah, for real. Let's fucking do it. Yeah, yeah. So they normally give me a little. You can be my plus one. I can be your plus one. Yeah, now, plus now one. will the fiance care? She doesn't like uh, superhero stuff. Okay. So I can be like, hey, babe, you want to go see the new Spider-Man movie with me? And she'll give me this. Yeah. That's what she gives me that look. It's really sexy, but it's, yeah. They're like, I'm going to take a white boy instead, though. Yeah, yeah. That's okay. She's okay. With well, normally, <laughs> normally I don't go to those movies, but with you, yeah, I, would you go. I would love to be your plus one. Yeah, go plus one. Guys. Samuel L. Jackson or something. If <laughs> you're not following Robert on all social media, at BSO, download the app. I, I, that's my go-to f- on your platform is the app. Appreciate it. As I sit on my iPhone laying in bed. That's what, that's what I go to. Awesome. Is there anything else that you want to promote or plug? Uh, go to Facebook, Black Sports Online, and the uh, Instagram is BSO uh, TV. And like I said, go to the site every day. I can guarantee you're going to get something you love, something you laugh at, and you know we try to do our best to, to entertain everybody. Now, I want to, since we did the headline story, before we go, what I want to do is I want you to tell me, like, what – could happen in the sports world, the gospel world, all the stuff that you create. What what would what would be the greatest like create a headline you could ever have? What factors would go into just like I know this is going to be the biggest thing? Uh, let me tell you, it, it's always first off, it's always who the player is. Yeah. So the biggest that so like yeah. so a huge basketball or is basketball yeah. the biggest? I tell you right now, if if you want to know what would, would break the internet, yeah, is if LeBron got caught cheating. Oh, with the Kardashian. If it was a Kardashian, it'd be a hundred times more. But it, 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 it really it wouldn't matter who it was. If yeah. just if, if LeBron gets caught cheating. Okay. Now it. let me ask you something with your source. If you had to, if you had, if I gave you a big stack of money and you had to bet it, 
LeBron has ever cheated or LeBron has not ever cheated? Which way are you put? No, I can't mind? tell you that because you know we gotta protect. Because here's the thing, you gotta protect. <laughs> he's 100 percent every. You gotta, I guarantee he's cheated. You gotta protect LeBron. Like in some cases, you gotta think of the greater good. LeBron's a good guy. Yeah, he has a lot of. He's a great good. guy. He started a school. He's yeah, going to, he he, per, he gives a lot of. He did one things that it, that he's really never been it. accused of rape. Never he didn't get his dad killed yeah. over gambling he, deaths. He he brought his you know his people on as yeah. an agent, and he, he's he's a good he's a good guy. Like you can think whatever you he's want a pass about first basketball player. Yeah, you can think whatever you want about the basketball player. You know, sometimes he whines a little bit, flops or whatever. But they all as, do though. But as yeah. a, as a person, as someone, and don't forget, I, you know, we're from Ohio. Yeah, of oh, course, we've been in Ohio. So you, I knew, I was there. When LeBron was in high school and the the Hummer and all of that stuff, yeah, yeah, he has had this type of bullseye on him since he was 16, 17. hundred percent, and all of this attention on him and people expecting him to fail, sure, and he's exceeded you know expectations. So we, you know, let let's say LeBron is somebody that uh, I protect uh, at, at all costs. So if anything was to come across my desk, uh, that would go in the shredder. Yeah, good for you. <laughs> I love it. Good for you. We just, we added another LeBron stand to the couch. Welcome. You're, <laughs> yeah. in, you're in good we're, company. We're, we, yeah, we're we're big LeBron stands yeah. over here. I saw him. Here's something crazy. I saw him. So LeBron's three years younger than me. My team played in the state finals and won the state championship. My high school when I was a senior. LeBron was a freshman. Freshman. So they played the game before us. Oh, okay. Akron St. Mary St. Vincent, and I saw him. At four, when he went 14, 15, he's probably 15. And I saw how good he was. I remember telling people, I was like, this guy is the next thing. And people were like, they're always saying, I go, I go, no, I'm telling you, this guy is the next. And obviously, you know, the rest is history. Yeah. But you didn't curse one person. Thank God. <laughs> yeah, I didn't I didn't curse Ho- LeBron. Hopefully, hopefully Black Sports Online doesn't get taken down later today from, oh, from please, your appearance. Please, please. No, 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 no. It won't I think, at all. I think Black Sports Online brand bigger than the Andy <laughs> Bent curse. Yeah, I agree. Bigger than my curse. Joe, you got any shows you want to promote? Uh, just go to JoePrano.com for shows. Got a bunch coming up here in and around Los Angeles. Then I'll be in New York in June and the Bay Area a lot in July. So just keep your eye on that. Joe Prano on Twitter, at Fixture Life on, or sorry, at Fixture Life on Twitter, Joe Prano on Instagram. That's and it. Of course, follow me at Andy Ruther on Twitter and Instagram and follow us at The Dirty Sports. And once again, guys, if you leave an iTunes review, drop your Twitter, Instagram handle, and I'll send you a couple beer koozies. Okay, that's the show, Robert. Thanks again. Appreciate You're the you man. Guys. Appreciate you coming down oh, here. Nice, nice. Uh, enjoy the weekend, guys. We'll be back again either Sunday or Monday. Watch some NBA. Go to Black Sports Online. And don't forget, stay dirty. <laughs>